You are entitled to your sexual self. We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only. Hey, hey, lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quick Erotica podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. And joining me again in studio is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. Hey, everybody. We are back in studio. We've got more episodes coming your way. Um, I've recently completed a brand new audio book uh, edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. Of course. And, <laughs> and you know, we're going to be pimping, of course, our Dirty 30 Volume 2. Um, I've got one, two, three, four audiobooks on deck that I have to narrate and get out to you beautiful people. Um, so, <laughs> and I'm writing and all of these things. So, um, yeah, <laughs> erotica is awesome. It's keeping me busy. Um, we are back to reading our lurid listener emails. So I say without further ado, hey, Big Daddy, you got some lurid listener email for us? I do, I do. There doesn't seem to be a lot of erotic stories with disabled characters. We have characters of all sexual orientations and skin color. Why not a main character who's blind or deaf or an amputee? As a person with a disability, I'm visually impaired. Do you think there should be more characters with handicaps in erotica? And then she asks, what's the best way to write erotica? Any tips or recommendations to help aspiring writers like me? Longtime lurid listener, excuse me, very longtime lurid listener, Christine in Canada. Those are some really good questions, Christina. Um, let's see, I did a little bit of research, not a lot, and I'll include some links in the show notes and on the website post when we share this episode regarding uh, disability erotica and special needs erotica and maybe, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, mental health erotica. Because, you know, they're not all the same thing, but I kind of lumped them, you know, not even in the same category, I guess, but when you talk about one, like the others kind of end up coming up. Um, so I know off the top of my head, I have published uh, author Charlie Powell, and she writes BDSM, disability and mental health stories. Um, and then there's also Corey Alexander, who writes under Zan West, and they also write about queerness, disability, kink, trauma, being trans, fat politics, and just writing in general. Um, they do a lot of queer kink erotica and romance. Um, the book in particular, I've not yet read it, it's on my list, um, that was published by Go Deeper Press. It's called Show Yourself to Me. Uh, that one looked like it was loaded with all kinds of really good in this subject matter, um, really good stories surrounding all that stuff. Um, it does come with a general warning. And, you know, just right off the bat, I'll tell you, it's got some rough play, including kicking and punching. Um, there's orgasm control. There's edge play and blood play. Um, but they, they're a very good writer and certainly worth checking out. Plus, we both love the artwork for that cover. Do you remember that? The I teeth do. And the yeah, there. no, it was good. That was that was good. So that was published by Go Deeper Press, and it's called Show Yourself to Me. It does come with a warning, but it could be you right know, up your alley. There baby. could be some stuff in there. Um, but Alan Dusk, my one of my favorite erotic horror writers, does feature an amputee main character, 
in our libidinous zombie collection. His story was titled Damaged Melody, and he did that one really well. Loved that story. So that's from Libidinous Zombie. I know that I read or narrated a story in one of Rachel Kramer Bussell's anthologies, but I can't remember if the main character was blind or deaf. So I guess what that means is that there's not enough of it out there. So yes, we should get more writers to feature characters with these characteristics or disabilities or, you know, whatever, mental hangups or all kinds of characters, real people characters. Right. Yes. I think that's the thing. Is, is it a real person? It kind of puts you in their headspace of sort of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think mm-hmm. you're right. People should use that a little more. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then the last question that Christine asked was, how do you write erotica? Was that it? Uh, yeah. She asks, what is the best way to write erotica? All right. Uh, just do it. Like Nike says. <laughs> Um, you know, it's so funny is there's so many people who think, oh, I can write that. I can write sex. I have sex all the time. Eh, not really. Right. Um, <laughs> it takes practice. It takes time. Repetition is the mother of all skills. So keep writing, keep writing and get feedback. So that's you know, your tip. Just keep writing. Keep writing and get feedback when you're done. When you think you're done, when you're ready to show it to somebody, show it to someone you trust and then maybe find some writers that you you know, look up to and say, I got something. Mm -hmm. Are you interested in maybe giving me some tips and, uh, you know, review it? Um, We also have the Slush Pile group on Facebook. It's a closed group, but you can ask to join and everybody there volunteers to read everybody's stuff and give feedback. So uh, that's the Slush Pile on Facebook. All right. So thank you so much, Christine, for writing in. Uh, Always a pleasure to hear from you. If you would like to send us an email, please do so at thekissmequicks at gmail.com. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 202-810-KISS. All right. Before our story begins, check out our latest audiobooks. Candy Lovers, Sugar Erotica, 35 sexy adult stories of oral pleasure to whet your appetite and turn you on. These 35 enticing stories of food play delve into the fun of popular desserts used in the most tactile, sensual ways. These men and women pursue their sexual fantasies, opening wide to indulge an offered treat or presenting their bodies to be used for sticky, arousing, totally hot, carnal celebrations. The characters in these sexy stories are sure to whet your appetite and turn you on. Edited by the award-winning Rachel Kramer Russell, these are the perfect erotic tales to read whenever you're in the mood with your favorite candy nearby. The Sexy Librarian returns with another library of erotica just for you. From torrid literature to BDSM, fairy tales to orgies, clandestine military adventures to bi-curious rendezvous, this is your very own handheld library. So grab your partner and peruse the card catalog and see which sexy story catches your interest first. Edited by Rose Carraway. Explore this volume of erotica to your libido's content.
Get these sexy audiobooks now in iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. All right, today's story is titled Lemonade, written by Melina Greenport. Sadie's lemon tree is loaded with fat, ripe lemons. Her neighbor, Jake, a man whose dimpled smile charms Sadie each morning before she heads to work and has even made its way into her private fantasies, sees a lot of potential in those ripe lemons, and he doesn't want to see them go to waste. Jake knows exactly what to do with a tree full of juicy, tart lemons. And now, Lemonade by Melina Greenport, featured in Candy Lovers, Sugar Erotica, 35 Sexy Adult Stories, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. The trees surrounding Zadie's house are laden with fat, ripe lemons. It's a bright morning when she opens her bedroom blinds, takes off her bathrobe, lies naked on the clean sheets, and gazes up at the glossy leaves. She spreads her legs wide, looks at the lush tree just outside, focuses on the heavy yellow fruit. Her hands skim her belly, run below her navel, and she breathes into a fantasy. It's the same each time. A stranger has picked all the lemons, filled a bucket full. He has sliced each one in half, the fragrance like vaporized joy. Now he's got one hand between Zadie's legs, while the other holds a lemon to her mouth. He strokes her thighs and presses the wet pulp to her teeth, squeezing the fruit. Drink, he says. This is Zadie's daydream. She's in charge. Her tongue gouges the sunny flesh. Tartness flickers her taste buds. Juice oozes down her chin, her neck, her collarbones. And when she swallows, he clutches her cunt, sliding his fingers inside. She grinds his hand and sucks the nectar, her hips tingling. She wants his cock. But there isn't time. If she doesn't dress for work now, rush hour will be brutal. When she heads out of her front door moments later, her next-door neighbor Jake is already soaking in the morning rays. Often he sits on his porch swing. Today he's in his wheelchair. His broad, muscular shoulders and biceps look tanner and stronger each time she sees him. He lowers his newspaper when she walks down her front steps. Hey, beautiful. His smile is fetching. Although it's been a month since he moved in, she still gets a charge out of those dimples. Good morning, Jake. I'm thinking lemon meringue. What do you say? Zadie laughs. This is a game they play. Yeah? What about the lemon bars I didn't bake you last week? Lemon bars? Square cookies? Nah, I'm thinking pie. I see how fickle you are. Last week, he had teasingly asked for lemon cake. The week before, lemon parfait, lemon taffy, and lemon drops as if Zadie even owns a candy thermometer. He wheels down the ramp from his porch to the edge of her yard and picks up a lemon from the dewy grass. Still firm. You've got a little time. I didn't know you were an expert, mister. She opens her car door. Let me know if you need some help harvesting these. He gestures toward the trees growing alongside her house, all of them full of citrus. I'd hate to see them go to waste. 
you're just in it for the pie. A man's gotta eat. At work, for the first time since Jake moved next door, Zadie finds herself looking up lemon dessert recipes. It's so unlike her. She hasn't cooked in years. But now she imagines wearing nothing except an apron while separating egg whites for meringue. If she had more confidence, she'd invite Jake over and make a show of it. She bites her lower lip at the thought of him seeing her half-naked, the ends of the apron strings tied around her waist, hanging over her bare ass. It would go like this. Before whipping the egg whites, while they're still translucent, she'd bring the bowl over to Jake at her kitchen table and have him put his hands into the cool liquid. Then she'd face him and lift the hem of her apron slowly, gradually revealing more and more of her thighs. She'd ask him, high enough? And he'd say, no. She'd lift the hem another inch to show the meatiest parts of her inner thighs. Here, he'd shake his head, his blue eyes focused on her legs. She'd lift a bit more until her apron hem hovered over her clit, letting him peek at her pale pink lips. Now, he'd breathe faster, and instead of answering, he'd pull his hands from the bowl and massage the gloss all over her cunt and thighs and ass. She'd straddle his legs and reach to unbutton his jeans and... Zadie, they're waiting for you in the conference room, her co-worker Lisa says. Right, sure. Zadie closes the cooking site on her web browser. She wakes up the next day half-dreaming of Jake's pecs covered in lemon creme brulee. She grabs her vibrator from the nightstand drawer, switches it on, and brushes it faintly along her vulva. Up and down, gliding everywhere except her clit, saving that for last. After a minute, she's wetter than she's been in a while. Her fingers slide into her cunt easily. She looks down at her breasts and belly and trimmed brown hair. She spreads her labia and pushes the vibrator all the way in. She rolls onto her belly, keeping the toy deep inside, and as her hips pump at her fingers circling her clit, she's overcome with a surprising sadness. The swell brims in her chest, an amorphous mass, a spasm of loneliness. She wants to reject the feeling, to enjoy her orgasm, to relish the way she can satisfy her own needs. That's how it is most days. But today, she misses the warmth of a partner. Over coffee, she looks online at a few more lemon recipes. Most seem to require electric mixers. One that looks particularly delicious demands a double boiler and a broiler, and it hits her then that she has no interest in baking whatsoever. None. Let Jake cook his own pie. She's a bit humiliated for taking his flirty banter so seriously. He's probably only playing the role of friendly neighbor to have allies during the next tropical storm. Still, thoughts of his dimples and round biceps prompt her to wish there was an actual spark between them. He's not outside when she walks down her porch steps to head to work, and she is simultaneously grateful and disappointed. Sadie notices the changes as soon as she pulls into her driveway that night. A portable wooden ramp has been wedged against her porch, covering the stairs. On either side of her front porch are clusters of buckets, seven of them in all, every one heaping with lemons. 
The sight makes her laugh, and she's not sure exactly why. By the time she's out of her car, Jake is coming over with a glass pitcher on his lap. She's used to seeing him when he's sunbathing, but now he's in jeans and a soft-looking flannel shirt. His hair is damp. What is going on? She says. You know what they say about lemons, Sadie. He raises the pitcher shoulder high so she can see there's sugar in the bottom of it. She laughs again. Is this your way of inviting yourself over? Where there's a will. She wants to kiss him right now, but he's wheeling past her up the ramp toward the door. Here, do you mind taking this? He hands her the pitcher, then hoists one of the buckets of lemons onto his lap as if it's light as a dandelion. She's so happy her eyes fill with tears. Inside, they talk about simple syrup far longer than Zadie can stand. She's giddy nonetheless. He speeds around her kitchen, looking right at home. He stirs the sugar water in a saucepan on the stove while she washes and slices lemons. He tells her about how the day in her yard gave him good practice on the prosthetics. You used a ladder? She asks. The ripest lemons are on top. What if you had fallen? Oh, I fall plenty, he laughs. Jake, her voice is soft, worried. Come here. He turns the stove off and reaches up to hold her face in his hands. She leans in and he whispers, I'm very good at falling. And then he kisses her lightly, slowly. He nuzzles her like they were born face to face. She realizes there's so much she doesn't know about him and she doesn't care. She kisses him deep and long and runs her hands up and down his arms. Touching those biceps, even through flannel, sends tremors over her neck and breasts. She breathes into his ear. Will you join me? But the rest of the thought is swallowed by her kiss, his lobe in her mouth, her tongue a lapping ocean. She feels like a teenager again. In the bedroom, he locks the chair and maneuvers easily onto her bed. The moon is full, casting enough light for Zadie to see the tree right outside is all green leaves. Not a single lemon has been overlooked. Jake has picked them all for her. As soon as she's undressed, he says, I've been waiting so long to see you. She climbs into bed next to him, kissing, unbuttoning, lapping, and laughing. He's naked, too, before she knows it, and his skin, all of it, is warm, so warm. She's on her back and he washes over her like the tide, his cock pressing at her vulva, teasing. He pulls her into the middle of the bed so there's room for her arms to stretch above her head. His forearms nestle hers and they hold hands, kissing. Her cunt squeezes, anticipating, clinching. She runs her palms through his hair, over his back, across his ass. She spreads her legs wider and slips her hand between their bodies, finally reaching his cock. It practically throbs under her fingers. Oh, God, she wants it. Him, fully, every inch. He's supporting his upper body in a plank so they can both look down and see what's coming next. She pulses her hips and holds the tip of his cock just inside her labia. She's slippery as egg whites. Up and down. She fingers her clit with the other hand. Up and down, just his head skimming her slit. Faster, 
a little faster. She could come this way, she's thinking, when he says, Zadie, and pushes in. guys we hope you enjoyed the show that was lemonade written by melina greenport featured in candy lovers sugar erotica 35 sexy adult stories edited by rachel kramer bustle you guys can follow melina on twitter at melina greenport follow the show on twitter too at the kmq you guys can follow me at rose caraway and big daddy at big daddy dave Subscribe to the Kiss Me Quicks newsletter and get KMQ episodes delivered right to your inbox. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank these following musical artists. Kai Engel, Damiano Baldoni, Scott Holmes, David Mumford, Machette, and the featured credit music by... Mai's Darling. The KMQ introduction music by Vivage. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Candy Lovers, Sugar Erotica. 35 sexy adult stories of oral pleasure to whet your appetite and turn you on. Edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. Narrated by Rose Carraway. Stupid fish. Just so you know, Rose is sucking my cock as I read these things. Oh my god. <laughs> A little deeper, baby. <laughs>